gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, you tell me that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Um, if you take a look at me, you might say, eh, he looks a little bit different. <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention this, but I'm proud of myself. I lost 10 pounds this week. And uh, I'm not going to get into it. I posted something on my Facebook page about, you know, what's your favorite diet or whatever and how much weight have you lost? And, I, you know, everybody's got a diet, right? I mean, what is it like the Atkins diet? Uh, I mean, there's the, the keto diet, of course. Everybody's got a diet system. Everybody's got a diet story. Uh, so anyway, I am not going to tell you what diet I am on. You're just going to watch this beautiful body shed about another 30 more pounds before I tell you what I'm doing. So it's going to be a closely guarded secret in the vaults here underneath the studios here in Palm Coast, Florida. We do have a, a basement with a secret vault, no longer secret because I just mentioned it. And that is uh, very much guarded by Scrooge McDuck and his troops. And in that vault is the secret diet that I am presently on. And I will announce that probably in about maybe four or five weeks, but I've got to get to where I've lost 40 pounds. So that's kind of the, the threshold somewhere between 30 and 40 pounds. I guess we're going to, then I'll come out. I'll come out of the closet. <laughs> I'll come out of the vault and tell you what in the world I'm doing. All right. So it was a crazy emotional week. Uh, if you follow my Facebook site, there's, there has not been more crying on my Facebook, probably in the history of, of having it. Uh, it's just been a crazy week. So a lot of you know my story. Uh, you know, here I am, this young rising star, become a millionaire by 30, multimillionaire by the time I'm in my, my mid-30s. And then I just get wiped out. By what? By my own brother who embezzled over $2 million for my businesses and put me into bankruptcy. And so, you know, uh, I wrote the book, How to Pray for a Financial Miracle, shared my story. And I didn't share the part about my brother in the book to like destroy him. It was just part of my story. I mean, how do you leave that out when you, I mean, I'm going to say I got, uh, I was a victim of a $2 million embezzlement scheme and not mention any details about it. So uh, in any case, it's been 20 years since that happened. On, on, unprovoked by me. I did not try to make this connection. My brother sent me an email uh, early in the week. And he said, Jimmy, it's been 20 years. Can we get back together? And, uh, he has less than a year to live from what I understand. And I decided enough was enough. And I feel like he's truly sorry. And it was time to go beyond just forgiving him, which I did in 2008, uh, to, to now, you know, reconnecting with him, uh, in his, his last months. And, uh, uh, just, you know, it was very emotional though, because I'm human 
right? And it, this is complicated because what he did affected a lot of people. A lot of investors lost money. A lot of my employees lost their job. Uh, it, it wasn't as much something that affected me, honestly, as much as it affected my family because I lost money, but my family lost me. That is, you know, I went into, I mean, probably a 10 year depression. I was on all the medications. I was, uh, just destroyed as a person. I mean, from every, you know, every aspect, losing all my money, losing my businesses, having to go bankrupt as a Christian financial guy, but also because it was my own family member, my own brother. So as I have said over the years, I was going to write another book, uh, a sequel, if you will, to how to pray for a financial miracle, uh, or at least a, a chapter, another chapter to the book. And, uh, that is sort of now on the table that that second book, uh, to be put together to get into what happened all those years after 2012, after 2012, that's when that book came out and it is my best selling book. So after 2012, what happened to me and, and where are we today and how that story closed out. Now, if you want to see the reunion video with me and my brother, there's also another one with me and my mother. That's on my Facebook page. Search me on Facebook. Just search for James L. Paris. And you should find me. Also, there's a ChristianMoney.com, a How to Pray for a Financial Miracle page. You'll find all that uh, there as well. Okay, in the guest segment, I got to mention this because I'm going to, I brought this guy on tonight. He is with an organization called RoomSteals.com. And you know that one of my very favorite things to do is travel. Uh, I used to be a, a touring musician back when I was in my early twenties and I did it for, you know, a couple of years. I traveled, you know, with a college uh, band. Then I also traveled with a professional band, got to see the whole country, which was really cool. And I got really kind of burned out on it, staying in red roof inns and also with the, uh, the college band staying in people's homes and people were super nice, but you know, when you're, uh, you know, touring and you're performing, uh, you know, you, you drive all day sometimes and you get to the venue and you put on like a two hour concert and then you get to people's homes and you are so tired. You want to go to sleep and what they want to do for you. I mean, God love them. You, you, you get to their house. This is at like 10, 11 o'clock at night and they start pulling out like fried chicken and cake and they want to, you know, where were you born? How many brothers and sisters do you have? And they want to know you and you're up until 12, <laughs> one in the morning, uh, telling your life story every night, which, which is, you know, God love these people that, that host you, but I'll tell you, there's no place to gain more weight than in a touring Christian band that, that tours at churches. I mean, these people, the casserole dishes, I mean, I've never seen, I mean, as far as the, eye could see casserole dishes and there's always the, there's always at least four or five uh, big ones of macaroni and cheese, especially at the Baptist churches, the macaroni and cheese. But anyway, I went out to the professional group, but I always love to travel. It is one of my favorite things to do, but it costs a lot of money. And over the years, I found just some weird um, hacks where I was able to get incredible deals. And uh, one of the areas that I really love to find these deals on is in hotels. Because for me to get into like that five-star hotel for the price of a two or a three-star hotel, that to me is incredible. I mean, I, I have had it where I'm paying like 150 and I get an entire suite in like a five-star hotel. And for me being a, a financial guy, it's not even the room. I'm sitting in the room and I've got like this beautiful view of downtown Chicago or New York city. And I'm not, I don't care about the view or the big giant room I'm in. 
I just care about the deal that I bagged. I mean, that's for me. I'm the hunter. I love the deals. So coming up in 22 minutes, we're going to be talking about a website called roomsteals.com, which will teach you how you can buy hotel rooms for wholesale. And I'm going to, I'm going to share with you my own story when we get into that segment of how I, I just used it, I think four or five times. And uh, one of my one of my deals, I got like over a hundred dollar discount because I was using room steals. And we're going to get into how it works and why it works. That's coming up here in 21 minutes with our special guest, Nate Ritter of roomsteals.com. Uh, Trump is now going to do it. And I was wondering whether he was going to do it or not because he promised, he threatened, uh, and we didn't hear anything. But here we go. The Trump social network will begin rolling out in November. So Trump is still suing Facebook and Twitter, trying to get his social, uh, also you're trying to get his social media accounts reopened that are now blocked and closed or whatever the status is. But he's also at the same time launching the Trump social network. And uh, this is going to be big. It's also going to be a, uh, a stock you can buy as well at some point. I think the stock symbol I saw earlier, it's going to be truth T R U T H. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, but that's going to be coming out in November. I love to see this. I I've, I said it for years. Why are there not more social media outlets? Why is it all about, you know, Facebook and Twitter? So here we go. We've got some great alternatives. Of course, there's getter. People are all excited about getter. The problem still though, for me is that these also rans, you know, these other social networks are honestly, I don't, they're, I have heard, you know, mixed stories. Like for example, I know people on getter that are saying they're getting like thousands of views of their stuff. I just haven't put in the time to promote my getter account. I guess is why it's just not really doing a lot for me. I still have the huge following on, on Facebook, which is where the biggest following is. Uh, and then of course, you know, I don't know, we got like 50,000 people getting the, the podcast now every month. So that's another big outlet, but, uh, looking forward to this Trump social network. And I hope all of you will be first adopters, get in there, grab your Trump social network account as soon as you can in November, as soon as it becomes available to you, I guess it's going to be opening in beta, which means that a limited number of people will be able to get in on that but then they'll roll it out, you know, over time. But typically how that works is there's a sign up list. And if you get on that sign up list early, you'll be one of the early people invited uh, to get involved with that. Okay. I got to tell you about this story. So one of the things I do uh, every morning is I do a super long bike ride. So I, I normally do 10 miles, but the last several days I bumped it to 20 miles, <laughs> which is taking me about two hours. That's why I got to get up extra early. Uh, but I love it. I, I love getting out. I mean, we've got such a beautiful, uh, you know, bike path system here in Palm Coast, Florida. You ride through the forests. You ride along the intracoastal waterway. It's just incredible. One of the things I do is on my first time around. So this is at about probably mile, uh, mile, maybe mile six, maybe mile seven. I will stop, park the bike, go in and get a coffee and just sit down for about 15 minutes and drink a cup of coffee. Then I go back and finish the remaining 13 miles. So anyway, I'm sitting up at Starbucks here off of Palm Coast Parkway, minding my own business, drinking my little cup of coffee, and I hear these two guys chatting. And it's kind of a fun place to go in the morning because all these old guys get together and they're just hilarious, the stories and the things that they're talking about. But uh, they started talking about this idea that apparently one of the guys has a friend 
that is making, I'm not kidding you, 300 bucks a day flipping sneakers. And I, as soon as I started, I'm listening to this, you know, I'm not at that table. I'm, I'm a table over and I'm listening to them talking about this. And he explains the whole deal. He says, the guy goes up to the, the Tanger outlets, which is an, uh, an outlet uh, mall in St. Augustine. So, so this guy's friend goes up to this Tanger outlet mall and I'm not even sure what story goes in. I didn't get that, but he goes in and he buys sneakers and I guess you got to know which ones to buy and what the prices are, whatever. He turns around the ones that he buys, you know, in the bricks and mortar store, he goes and puts them online and sells them. And the guy's making, I guess, just on selling a few pair of shoes a day, he's making uh, 300 bucks a day. I love these kind of business opportunities. So I went online and I typed in, you know, selling sneakers online. And all of a sudden, just this mountain of stuff came up. They call it sneaker flipping. And uh, it's it's an arbitrage opportunity. So you're getting, you're buying the sneakers in person in a bricks and mortar store. You're turning around and you're selling it online. Uh, there are a lot of markets like this where you can buy something in person in a bricks and mortar store and turn around and sell that online for a lot more money. And, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, you know what? <laughs> that wouldn't be a very bad life, would it? Living right here by the beach, going up and buying a few pair of sneakers every day, flipping them onto, you know, eBay or wherever they're sold. And uh, I just thought this was fascinating. And uh, all these old guys were sitting there listening, saying, okay, let's, let's do this. So um, if you go to your local uh, outlet mall and you see a bunch of people sort of prowling around the sneaker rack, it might be... Uh, some old guys like this, because this is apparently a thing now. It's not even new. I guess this has been around for a long time, but people do this with all kinds of things. I told you this, uh, we did this for years. I would go into Goodwill stores and I would use this scanner app where I could scan things and see what the value was, uh, you know, going for on eBay. And I regularly found things that I could sell for 20 times what I paid for them. Uh, one time I found like this box of refrigerator, water filters. So that's the water filter that goes in that is between your water line and your ice machine. So I got, I, I was able to buy these for like a dollar each and they were going for 40 bucks each and they're brand new in the box. And I think I got like 10 of them or something, but uh, that's out there. there. There's these kinds of opportunities out there. Of course, there's um, Gary V, uh, you know, Gary V's, you know, crazy garage sale guy. He goes out there to garage sales and he's got like a hidden camera and he'll buy like a whole box of hot wheels, cars, turn around and sell them for like hundreds of bucks. Um, I just think this is interesting and it's not even really, I don't know for me, it's not even the money, although it is the money. It's just kind of, I just love that people figure out these kinds of things. And, and I've always believed that there were these opportunities out there. Uh, you know, if, if you look for them. And so this is the latest one. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to do an article about it this week. I'm not going to have time to buy any of these shoes and sell them online, but I am in the next couple of weeks going to do that. I'm going to go up there, maybe take a hundred bucks and buy a few pair of these shoes. And I'm going to try to, you know, do some research and everything. And I'm going to just run a test and see what happens. Uh, apparently, um, the guy was talking about his friend hit the jackpot because it was a bunch of Tweety Bird shoes that were selling for 20 to 30 bucks a pair. And one in one sale, he sold one pair of Tweety Bird shoes for 230 bucks. 
that he bought for $20. So, you know, I don't know. I, I never was one of those kids that got the fancy shoes. I mean, I got like the Kmart, uh, no brand, whatever is what I got. Uh, I think it might've been Converse even back then. It wasn't even Converse. It was some just generic brand, but you know, I guess Tweety Bird is the thing who knew, uh, bought them for like 20 bucks, sold them for $230. I'm, I am interested in this. I mean, even if you like, let's say you did this and you made like an extra 300, $400 a month. I mean, that's money that could pay off a mortgage that could pay off credit cards. That's money for medical care, money for, to be set aside for kids to go to college. I think it is incredible. I I just love these ideas that people come up with. Okay. So Brian laundry, his remains were found and there's so many questions about this. I don't even know where to start. And, uh, you know, we don't have an expert with us tonight to explain this, but apparently this area, this swamp near his home, the Carlton reserves, this is the one where they had dogs and planes and drones and people, you know, all kinds of people walking the ground and boats and, you know, all this stuff going on for weeks and, uh, no Brian laundry. And then all of a sudden the water recedes, which is what happens as we get out of our rainy season here in Florida, these swampy areas, a lot of the swamp becomes dry. All of a sudden his father is out there walking around and just happens to run across uh, skeletal remains. The police come in and it's his son and nobody can really ascertain how he died, why the skeletal remains were not found, uh, explain sort of the odd coincidence that his father was the one to find the skeletal remains and on and on and on. I, I don't know. I'm not a big believer in coincidence. Just the idea that the father found the remains just seems weird to me. I don't know. I'm not going to say why it seems weird. Like, oh, that means the father was involved. I don't know what it means. I just think it's weird. I mean, it's as weird as if I like walked out the front door and there was like my skateboard from first grade sitting there. I mean, it's just weird. Uh, After all of those weeks of searching, I think it was like, I don't know. it, It was not one million. It was multiple millions that were spent searching and they had all kinds of devices, uh, you know, uh, X-ray devices and and uh, uh, ultra um, uh, the the the, uh, the heat-seeking uh, devices. All of this stuff was being used. And the ultra, ultrasound searching and radar. They couldn't find this, but there you go. Uh, Brian Laundry's dad just kind of walking around finds his skeletal remains. So there now is probably as many questions about. You know, this whole situation of finding these remains as there is about the case to begin with. So, you know, who knows? I mean, everything from that he committed suicide out there to somebody killed him. I mean, we we just don't know. And, And that's what happens with a lot of these cases is you think that when one mystery is solved, that that's the end. And it's kind of like the JFK. It's like. Okay, so we found this guy that looks a lot like Lee Harvey Oswald. And then Lee Harvey Oswald is killed by Jack Ruby. And it's like these these mysterious kinds of cases seem to be sort of, uh, you know, fun houses where you just, you know, the, the house of mirrors or whatever they call it. I mean, you just, everywhere you turn, it's just another mystery. And uh, they're going to keep talking about this probably for weeks. It's not going to be the big story like it has been. 
And I don't know if all the protesters have packed up their their signs and their flowers and all of that in front of the laundry house. Uh, but uh, it's it's one of those cases that is just going to be uh, an odd one. And they may not know ever. It may not be able to resolve the cause of death of Brian Laundry. All right. Bitcoin hit a new high this week. Uh actually just over $67,000. Now we told you about the super cycle. Uh, We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the point in the, uh, in the chart where you see exponential movement. This is not a 1% movement or a 2% movement. This is where you go to bed one night and you wake up and it's 20% higher. And I still will tell you this. I still believe there's going to be that night and I think it's going to happen with Ripple in in particular, and I'll talk about that in a minute, where you go to bed and Ripple's, let's say, a buck six, and you wake up and Ripple's $500, and now you're a multimillionaire. (laughs) It's kind of like Christmas morning. But, you know, we're in this, what's happening is that mass adoption, how this works is when you have that curve, whether it was, you know, the early internet days, Um, You you have that first adopter curve, which is, you know, very, very flat. But then you get into this area where the mass adoption kicks in and that curve, it starts at like a 60 degree. And then all of a sudden it's just like it's just 90 degrees. And that that's where we're at. We are at a a literal 90 degree projectile with cryptocurrency. It is uh, becoming ubiquitous. Everybody's in on it. World governments are in on it. Businesses are in on it. Banks are in on it. I saw a senator bought $100,000 of Bitcoin, had to disclose it in their financial disclosures. I mean, it is now there. It is now. But, you know, people are saying, well, does that mean, you know, it's going to drop? No, because we're still in the first, in the very first part of that mass adoption curve. And so what's happening is the the exponential growth. So we're, we're seeing uh, every time it moves up, the next the next leg is exponentially going to be multiples of that. So where do we go from here? Five hundred thousand, a million dollars, two million dollars for Bitcoin. It is all possible now. Sort of the dark horse, and I'm not. A lot of people argue, you know, Bitcoin versus Ripple XRP. I've never done that. I've always said both, and uh, there is good news that Ripple continues to make major progress in their court battle with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And as you know, the SEC filed a lawsuit against Ripple saying, hey, you guys can't do this. You're a security. You didn't register. And Ripple's saying, nope, we're just like Bitcoin. And as this court battle has progressed, Ripple is proving that time after time after time. And the word is that any time now, probably in a matter of of days, we could hear word of a settlement with the Securities and Exchange Commission between the SEC and Ripple, which will cause Ripple to absolutely explode. It will explode. And then you're also going to see uh, the the parent company of Ripple, uh, uh, Ripple, uh, the parent company of of the uh, XRP coin, uh, they will probably launch their public offering, which is what I'm being told by insiders, that Ripple will go public as a company after this XRP matter is resolved and that XRP could literally go, uh, I mean, from a buck six, where does it go? Probably at least five to $10. That's probably the, your, your first move. And then where does it go from there? I've said for years at some point, 500 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks. 
Uh, so if you're looking for something to get in on, if you regret you didn't get in on the early days of Bitcoin and you want something kind of more like that, take a look at Ripple XRP. And people ask me, well, how do I buy it? Take a look over my right shoulder. You'll see my book, The 90-Minute Bitcoin Quick Start, which is all about how to get into cryptocurrency without getting scammed. It's not just about Bitcoin. There's a whole section in there on these alternate coins, even some of these where you can buy them for a penny right now. That book, I think it's like 14 bucks now over at Amazon. We've also got the audio version at Audible. There is also the Kindle version. So all of that there for you, the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start. Okay, real quick, keeping us commercial, commercial free is tonight's sponsor, which is Internet Paycheck for Life.com. And I'm going to set this up for you. Uh, let me put it like this to you. If you've been sort of, I don't know, circling the airport, hovering, helicoptering, whatever, wanting to join this program, but you thought, eh, maybe that's a little bit out of my budget. Okay, here's the deal. On, on this weekend, uh, between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm going to do a special, massive, one-time discount to get into this program. So if you want to get in on it, here's what you got to do. You got to go over to internetpaycheckforlife.com, check it out, get your five free videos, all that. And then you got to get back there between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't miss this. It's going to be a discount that I have never done before. And I don't typically do discounts this big. I'm doing it for two reasons. I got a lot of feedback from people that want to get in, but right now they're just struggling a little financially. I got a lot of feedback from people that want to get this as a Christmas gift for somebody. I got a lot of feedback from people that want to get in and get this all up and running and, and geared up for the new year. So I decided let's do this. Let's do a one-time only weekend where we let people in at a super low price. But that's just up to you. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to take the initiative to get over there on Friday and, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was going to put a limit on it. I was going to say, let's just let a hundred people get in at the discount, but I don't want to do that. So, so if you're interested in that, make a note Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when that deal is going to be available and it will absolutely go away at midnight on Sunday, probably to never be seen again. Although I don't want to guarantee that because sometimes we might repeat something if, if there's a good reason to, but, uh, something we haven't done ever before this kind of a discount and in particular on this product, check it out. Internetpaycheckforlife.com. Start your own online business. Create an income for life. Internetpaycheckforlife.com. Okay, Chicago, Chicago is my kind of town. Okay, here we go. Shoplifters raid Chicago boutique in broad daylight and steal tens of thousands in luxury purses. So I talked about earlier flipping shoes you know you go up to the outlet mall you buy the tennis shoes the sneakers do they call them tennis shoes anymore i don't know so they, you buy the sneakers and you flip them i'll tell you a better idea which is you go in with all your friends into downtown chicago and you steal thousands of luxury purses and then uh, you've got zero base uh, zero basis in them you've got zero cost i mean you're gonna make a lot of money doing that right <laughs> of course i'm kidding but what i love about my friends in chicago is whenever i talk about the crime you know, 50, 60 people shot over the course of a weekend. Uh, you know, you've got these mass sort of mobs coming in, robbing stores. They, they always say, yeah, but that's that's rare. That That's just in a kind of a, a bad neighborhood. 
No. <laughs> I mean, this is happening downtown. I mean, this is happening in the deluxe primo stores in the, you know, sort of Rodeo Drive area of Chicago, the Miracle Mile. It's it is crazy. It is absolutely crazy and they continue there to, they're threatening their police force with, you know, if you don't get the vaccine, we're going to fire you and uh they're not enforcing uh, most of these kind of laws. I just have zero reason to ever even really visit Chicago other than I've got some great family there. And uh, there's always that Italian sausage sub that calls your name when you get off the plane uh, at O'Hare or Midway. All right, we'll close it out with this. Uh, as an NRA instructor, I I always find these firearm accidents to be bizarre because I, I believe that, I, you know, I don't know, I never really studied this, but... I thought since the death of Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, while making the movie The Crow in 1965, he was killed with a prop gun. I thought that all the guns now on these studio sets were not real guns, but apparently they are. Apparently they still use real guns, and the only difference is that they just load them with blanks. And how that works is, you know, it makes the bang sound, but there's no projectile that comes out of the the firearm. So Alec Baldwin was given this prop gun by a crew member who apparently had a prior safety complaint, uh, fires the gun, and someone is killed on the set. And uh, you just think in this, I don't know, in this day and age, 2021, that we wouldn't be in a situation to have something like this that could happen. What a tragedy. But, uh, man, if they're still using real guns, why? I mean, all the sound is now put in by computers and everything. You don't need even to have the bang sound. I I don't understand it, and hopefully this is going to lead to some major reform. All right, we'll take a one-minute break. When we come back, our special guest is here. Super excited to talk about travel deals with Nate Ritter of RoomSteals.com. We'll be back in one minute. Stand by. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.